Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. You guys already know where we're starting. So look, look at that person next to you. Tell them your season of worry and stress are over. Your season of doubt and concern are over. Your season of fear and instability are over. Now look at them say, my season of faith and confidence has arrived. My season of peace and joy has arrived. My season of answers and health has arrived. My season of resolve and decisiveness has arrived. My year of stability is here. Oh, amen. Amen. All glory to God. Oh, it just get me geeked up. Oh, it gets me so excited. Last week, we, we, we started on this journey, and, and we started talking about just hearing and doing. We are the heroes. We hear and we do. We hear and we do. We hear and we do. And, and, and where do we get this from? We got this from Matthew 7 and 24, where, where God just talks about, and this is Jesus saying it, but he says, those who heareth my sayings and what do with them shall be built like a rock. Shall be built like a rock. People that hear and do shall be built like a rock. And this is so important because I believe God wants our life and our walk with him to be just that simple. He just wants us to hear and he just wants us to do as we've heard. And so we started last week of just understanding how we're that temple that just that just carries the presence of God and and how who we are is 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 something. <laughs> and what we do does mean something. I know for a lot of times and, and, and we're going to talk about it today that. We have a stance and something we've always said is that we will not quit. Therefore, we cannot be defeated. Right. Well, y'all say it with me. Y'all kind of broke it up. I will not quit. I will not quit. Therefore, Therefore, I cannot be defeated. Cannot be defeated. Amen. Amen. Mom, you guys know you can stand with that in your mind. But if you are not hearing and doing in that stance, progress may never take place. Oh, you'll stand and you won't quit. But the rock that God is wanting to form you as the rock that God is wanting to build you as it takes place as, as a response to hearing and doing in that stance. I'm never going to quit on hearing and doing. And since I'm never going to quit on hearing and doing, I will not be defeated. 
Because a lot of people, they, they, they sat right there and said, I will not quit, and they cannot be defeated. And honestly, a lot of people were standing in a place of pride. They just were standing there like, I'm never going to quit. I'm never going to quit. I'm never going to quit. But are you going to hear? It's good to never quit, but it's most important that you hear. And you do. And you never quit on what that is supposed to produce. That relationship we have with God of hearing and doing creates a response. And that response isn't unknown. He told us right there in Matthew 7 to 24, that response builds you as a rock. So that when the storms come, the waves come and the wind blow, you will not be moved because you have been built, established. Oh, amen. That's good news. Because that's simple. That's a, that's a, I just got to hear and I just got to do. I just hear and I do. I just hear and I do. Because today we are, we're going to talk about having a resolve. Having a resolve because a lot of times, you know, we can be hearing and we can be doing, but we may not be seeing. But we have to have a resolve concerning what we're going to do, how we're going to stand, and where we're not going to be moved off of. Won't you turn me to Joshua 24 and 14? Because I realized something last week, and some of you guys probably realized it too, that all your life you've been trying to figure out what's the master plan. But the truth is, as long as the master is your plan, you have the plan. Man, I just hear and I do. I just hear and I do. Man, what you plan on doing? Hearing and doing. You don't have a plan? Yeah, the master is my plan. And he told me to hear and to do. To hear and to do. What you going to do next? Hear and then I'm going to do. What you going to do after that? I'm going to hear and then I'm going to do. You going over there to do what? I'm going over there to hear so I can do. In Joshua 24 and 14, here we see um, Joshua, he comes in, you know, and he's talking to the tribes of Israel, and he's telling them, you know, because basically at this point, they're all getting a little frustrated, they're all murmuring, they're all kind of complaining, they're all kind of saying a whole lot of stuff about, you know, just where they are, and, and they're just like, man, what is going on right now? And Joshua just kind of leans in, and he's like, hold up, hold up, hold up, you guys kind of forgot some things. You guys forgot how we were freed from Egypt. You forgot how we got to the walls of Jericho. Remember, we walked around those seven times, and they just fell. Remember how we didn't have food, and God fed us? He's like, you guys have forgotten some things, and, and now you're sitting here talking about, you know, you don't know what to do, and, and, and you shouldn't be in that place. But let me tell you something about me. And this is where he jumps in right here. He says, so now. Verse 14, I'm reading the message Bible says, fear God, worship him in total commitment. Get rid of the gods of your ancestors. Worship on the far side of the river, the Euphrates, and in Egypt, you worship God. If you decide it's a bad thing to worship God, then choose a God you rather serve and do it today. He's like, hey, look, if, if you don't think this is, your thing, if you don't believe that this is your way of, 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 of living, 
man, choose a God of your free choosing, but choose it today. Why are you saying this, Pastor Brian? Because options without directions are just decorated distractions. Options without, without direction are just decorated distractions. He's like, hey, look, options for many people, they weren't options until they became options in front of you. You weren't thinking about options until someone brought some options. And now you got all this going on, and all it's really creating isn't opportunity, but distractions from who you really know you are. And that's why he's saying, like, look, Let's stop all of this, and let's stop all of this today. Today, just choose. Make a firm stance about who you're going to serve, who you're going to worship, and the commitment it takes to live out that life. It says, choose one of the gods your ancestors worship from the country beyond the river, are one of the gods of the Amorites on whose land you're now living? As for me and my family, we will worship God. What's what Joshua was saying? Say, hey, look, man, I hear what you're saying, and I hear what you got going on. I know what you're thinking, and I know why you think it's a good idea. But something about me that you forgot is I remember how I got where I am. I remember the foundation that was built to get me where I am today. And so y'all can go ahead and choose whatever it is that you want to choose. You can do whatever it is you want to do. But as for me and my house, we going to worship the one and true living God. And y'all know my saying, we are good over here. We 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 good over here. Why are you saying this, Pastor Brian? Because people have been giving and presenting you options, and they're presenting you options to try to get you to move off of a life that you have given yourself over to. And finally, we're going to have to stand up in 2019 and say, no more options. You called me up asking how I'm doing, but I heard what you were saying behind the asking me how I'm doing. What you're really saying is, am I really still sticking with the same thing I've been sticking with? And the answer is yes. Because for me and my house, we're going to worship God. We made our decision. We made our decision. We made our decision. We've made our decision. We've made our decision. What are we doing? We're building up that resolve. We're building up that resolve of, of how we're going to stand and, and what we're going to do. The first thing we have to do is say, look, there is only one God, one true and living God, and I've made my choice to serve him, period. And that means, oh, man, that he placed the spirit of the living God. He placed the Holy Spirit inside of me. And that means... Man, I could just hear and do, hear and do, hear and do. Boy, that's good news. That's good news. Because last week we talked about Jehazel and we talked about how, you know, he came and, and he talked to King Jehoshaphat. And, and in one moment he stood up and just said, you know what? The spirit of God has come upon me. And so, Jehoshaphat, I have some things I'm going to say. 
And in that one moment, he said what he had to say. And when he said what he had to say, they went down there and found out that the battle wasn't theirs. It was God's. And that's good news, because for some of us in some situations, that's exactly how things worked out. When we heard from God, we heard from God, we went down there and we did exactly what he said and everything turned out right. But the truth is, for a lot of us, we heard what God said, we went and did what God told us to do, but the answer wasn't yes, the answer was no. We got down there in the thing that we was expected to receive us in full glory. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You just, you finally got up the courage. You finally prayed yourself up enough to go down there and, and confront the situation that God had told you to go, go down there and, and say something about. You get down there, and when you get down there, you have the whole moment. The whole house gets saved, and everybody in the house gets filled with the Holy Ghost. And you're like, man, this is great. This is lovely. Then you come to Wednesday night Bible study, and you don't even see it. Like, man, what happened there? Like, we was, we was flowing, but then I didn't see him. Like, what, what happened in the connection? Like, what, what took place? And, and, and for a lot of us, that moment can become a discouraging moment as, a, as our walk towards just keeping, continuing to hear and do as God says. But we can no longer allow those moments to dictate whether or not we believe God's involved with what's going on. Because he's built us stronger than that. He's given us a resolve of how we can stand in the midst of whatever's taking place and say, you know what? Regardless of what I see, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And that's really the stuff that, that the devil gets scared of. He don't like them people that aren't circumstantial. You know, nobody really likes a circumstantial person. But he just doesn't like people that, regardless of the circumstances, they've made their decision and they're going to stand in what God's told them to do. And they're going to continue to stand regardless of what's taking place and what's going on. Why? Because my whole life is built upon just hearing and doing, hearing and doing. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not responsible for, for how it comes together. I'm responsible for trusting that God's bringing it together as I hear and I do. He said in Philippians 1 and 6, he said, he that began a good work in you, he is faithful to complete it. And so I just hear and I do standing on the word that whatever God is working on my life and on my behalf, it's working. Regardless of what I see, it's working. Regardless of what I see, it's working. It's working, it's working, it's working, it's working, it's working. We good over here. That's the resolve he wants us to have. That's the confidence that he wants us to have. He wants us to be able to look at every storm and let it know it wasn't strong enough. But it takes us getting to the point to where, nah, I felt the wind kick up and no, I ain't move. Yeah, I saw the water rising and no, I didn't move. Yeah, I, I, I felt everything you felt, but my response is distinctly different. Because as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's all I know. 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 And it's all I ever want to know. I've made my decision. I 
I've made my decision. What does resolve mean? Resolve means to decide firmly on a course of action. We have a resolve. We have already decided firmly on the course of action for our lives. It's in Matthew 7 and 24. We hear and we do. We hear and we do. And some of y'all might be saying, how many times is he going to say this? I don't know. <laughs> but if you get tired of hearing me say it now, it's a good time to leave. Because that's all we're going to be saying for a long time. Because as soon as we get to the point to where we stop searching for new things and understand what we have inside of us, oh, amen. You start to talk a little different. You start to walk a little different. I'm trying to tell you, I don't know about many of y'all, but for me, this has been a different week. I've seen God move in ways I haven't seen him move in a long time. And it was simply because I just started hearing and doing. I just started hearing and doing because I realized something. The only thing that was that was hindering my stance was the thoughts I was presenting in the midst of trying to just convince you of what God said. And so it came out as doubt. It came out as fearful. It came out as shaking because I was just trying to give you something that sounded good. But I learned something. The only way to really stand and stand firm is just to repeat what I've heard. There's going to be some reactions, but then there's going to be some outcomes. I'm just going to say what God has said. So people looking like, man, you just look so bold. You look so different. I said, yes, I am, because I finally took me out the middle. I finally said, let this mind be in me that is also in Christ Jesus. And his mind was, I'm just going to hear and I'm going to do I'm a here and I'm a do. I'm a here and I'm a do. I'm a here and I'm a do. I'm just going here and I'm a do. What are we doing? We're positioning ourselves to respond to God immediately. It's becoming a meditation of our heart. It's becoming a meditation of our mind. And man, when God speaks something, you'll find yourself moving faster than you ever have. Why? Because you've been meditating on just hearing and doing. Just hearing and doing. Oh, amen. amen. But this week, we're going to talk about Moses. Because if there's anybody we can pull out, and there's many people we can pull out, that had to carry a resolve about owning what God was speaking, although what he was seeing couldn't reflect it. Moses is a picture of it. Moses, Moses, man, Moses' first call was to go back to a place he thought they would kill him if he showed back up. I mean, it's like, man, wait a minute. From Jump Street, God, you're going to start like this? Like from, 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 from point one, you going to, you, look, man. Now, I knew that you was working something with me, considering the fact that when, when Pharaoh issued that all kids should be killed, you know, I, I happened to be cared for and sit down the river and, and had a seat in his house. And yeah, that that right there, I mean, I don't think it was for nothing. But then you remember, though, that time I popped off. You know, I was I was in Pharaoh's house and I saw an Egyptian attack, attack one of my people. And you remember that time I popped off, God, and I killed one of them. And 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 and, and that wasn't good. So I left. I kept running, and I kept running, and I kept running. I found myself in the backside of the desert, God. And you telling me to go back there? 
You tell me there ain't no good soft step one. Like there's not like an entry level I can't have to, to like, uh, you know, why am I saying this? Because for many of us, that's what that call first feels like. When God calls us to go back to a place where we feel like upon arrival, they're not even going to have a smile on their face. And many times because we feel as though we're not going to be warm or accepted upon our return, we don't go. But what we have to realize is this body was bought for a price. I am not my own. He bought me for a price. I am a temple that contains the spirit of the living God. And whenever he wants something done, whenever he needs something done, he has to call on a vessel who's willing to walk it out, who's willing to live it out. And so I, 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 just, I just can no longer connect with the thoughts that say I won't be accepted well because I'm no longer even trying to be accepted. I stepped away from, from being accepted to being a sight of God saying I was where I was supposed to belong. Matter of fact, sometimes I love being rejected because it lets me know that, man, God, only you can make something happen here. If breakthrough happens in this spot, it's you. Because don't nobody up in this house love me. <laughs> so turn with me to Exodus 3, verse 1. We're going to start right here where Moses got called. I'm going to read this in the Message Bible. Exodus 3, 1 says, Moses was shepherding the flock of Jer Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Medan, and he led the flock to the west end of the wilderness and came to the mountain of God, Herob. The angel of God appeared to him in flames of fire, blazing out of the middle of the bush. He looked, the bush was blazing away, but it did not burn up. Moses said, what's going on here? I can't believe this. Amazing. Why doesn't the bush burn up? God saw that he had stopped to look. God called to him from out of the bush. Moses, Moses, he said, yes, I'm right here. God said, don't come any closer. Remove your sandals from your feet. You're standing on holy ground. Then he said, I am God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. Moses hid his face, afraid to look at God. God said, I've taken a good long look at the affliction of my people in Egypt. I've heard their cries for deliverance from their slave masters. I know all about their pain and, and I know how to come down to help them pry them loose from the grip of Egypt and get them out of the country and bring them to a good land with wide open spaces, a land lush with milk and honey, the land of Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hittites, and the Jebusites. Then Israel cry for help has come to me, and I've seen for myself how cruelly they've been treated by the Egyptians. It's time for you to go back. I'm sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the people of Israel, out of Egypt. Moses answered God with the most famous question probably in all of Christianity. But why me? What makes you think that I could ever go to Pharaoh and lead the children of Israel out of Egypt? Verse 12. And what's amazing about this, you know, 
I, I know I've been that person and asked that question, so I, I kind of feel Moses there like, yo, but why me? And, and really what I'm looking here for, God, is some real-life facts about who I am that makes me qualify. Like, I need a real-life fact. Like, tell me it's because of my height. Tell me it's because of the color of my eyes, the color of my hair. Tell, tell me anything. Tell me it's because, you know, you know, I can dress well. You know what I'm saying? Tell me something. Give me something that I can connect with that can let me know why I qualify for what's going on. And most often in the moments, we're going to get the same response that Moses got right there. And he says to him, it's because I'll be with you. It's because I'll be with you. That's why. That's why. It's because I'll be with you. I'll be with you. I'll be with you. God will be with you. Why did he call you? Because he will be with you. God said, and this will be proof that I am the one who sent you. When you have brought my people out of Egypt, you will worship God right here at the very mountain. And truth is, we have to stop trying to turn people into leader God's calling you to be. In 2019, we have to understand that what God spoke to us, he spoke to us. Oftentimes, at this point, many people, and I know I've been a part of a lot of them conversations, people have a lot of great suggestions, people have a lot of great direction, people have a lot of great things to say. But God ain't said none of that to me. And in 2018, I tried to own what was coming out of your heart. And when I tried to execute what was coming out of your heart, it always came up short. In 2019, we're going to have to recognize that's what's coming out of your heart is for you. Now, if there's be other people that are to be a part of it, let me help you out. Let's, let's, let's all be a little less stressful in 2019 and stop convincing people of what God said. You want to simplify your life? Stop convincing people of what God said. Stressful. Stressful. You just connect and you confirm. If while I'm talking, there isn't a fire coming up inside of you about what I'm saying, I'm starting to convince you. Yeah, it's okay that I can open up my mouth first and share it with you. But as I start talking, and we've all been a part of those conversations, when someone starts talking about something, you start seeing little bits and pieces of things God showed to you. You start to see little bits and pieces of things that God brought to you. And you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you saw what I saw. Let me tell you something. That's how it's supposed to work. But we've been trying to go to people and convince them of what God said. And it just causes stress. God spoke it to you, baby, it's yours. And you're like, but I'll, how am I supposed to do what he just said? He told you, I'll be with you. He said, look, I know you don't think you have the time, but watch when you start just hearing and doing as I'm saying, you'll find time you didn't know that you had. Watch as you start doing and hearing as I'm saying, you gain an efficiency that you never had before. Watch as you start understanding that it's because I'm with you in it. It's the game changer. Oh, it's the game changer. 
It's the ultimate game changer in our lives. It's the fact that he'll be with us. We just hear and we do. We just hear and we do. Verse 13, then Moses said to God, suppose I go to the people of Israel and tell them, the God of your father sent me to you. And they asked me, what is his name? What do I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. Tell the people of Israel, I am sent me to you. Because the truth is God is not an equation. He is the answer. He said, go tell them that the answer just arrived. Whatever it is they were looking for, tell them the answer just arrived. Told them the answer just showed up on scene. Whatever it is that's, that's failing, it now has an answer. Whatever it is that was fearful, it now has peace. Whatever it is that was just doubtful, it now has faith. Why? Because God is with me. And when I show up, I bring his presence. Oh, it is a difference maker. It is a difference maker. It is a difference maker. Amen. <laughs> Turn with me, if you will, to Exodus 7 and 1. Because we're going to start to look down this thing. Because, like you say, you look at Moses, man. Here is Moses called out on the backside of the desert. Man, I'm going to go here. And these people, last time I seen them, I think they were talking about murder. <laughs> so I'm going to really... I'm really going to need you guys to uh, do this thing. Maybe do it fast so I can get in there, you know, under the radar, you know, slip in there, make my deposit, get out before morning. I'm thinking that type of arrangement would be good here, God. I'm going, but I'm just thinking well, as I'm going. <laughs> Exodus 71, God told Moses, look at me. I'll make you a God to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. You are to speak everything I command you, and your brother Aaron will teach it to Pharaoh. Then he will release the Israelites from his land. Look how simple God made all that sound. Let me tell you what's going to happen. You and Aaron going to go down there. You're going to say a little something, and then the people will release from the land. All right, that sounds good, God. <laughs> At the same time, I'm going to put Pharaoh's back up and follow it up by filing Egypt with signs and wonders. Pharaoh's not going to listen to you. <laughs> I think there's a moment when Moses is like, whoa, 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 whoa. First sentence, second sentence, first thing, second thing sounded good, but what do you mean he ain't going to listen to me? I thought this was all dependent upon him actually doing. I'll keep listening. But I will have my way against Egypt and bring out my soldiers, my people, the Israelites from Egypt. By mighty acts of judgment, the Egyptians will realize that I am God when I step in and take the Israelites out of their country. Moses and Aaron did exactly what God commanded. Moses was 80 and Aaron 83 when they spoke to Pharaoh. Then God spoke to Moses and Aaron and he said, when Pharaoh speaks to you and says, prove yourselves, perform a miracle. Then tell Aaron, take your staff and throw it down in front of Pharaoh. It will turn into a snake. Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did what God commanded. 
Aaron threw his staff down in front of Pharaoh and his servants, and it turned into a snake. All right, we going good. Like, I think this is the signs and the wonders. Pharaoh called in his wise men and sorcerers. The magicians of Egypt did the same thing by their incantations. Hold up, God. This was the power that was supposed to be the power on display to let them know that you are almighty God. But they just did what we just did. And I would like to act like I ain't see that, but I saw it. I saw it. You told me that I would have strength like an eagle, but I came in last place in the race. We was out there running, you know, the relay, and they strength looked like my strength. I ain't trying to point it out. I'm just saying there's photos. There's photos. There's photos. I ain't calling it evidence. I'm just calling it something to think about. You told me that I would, you know, have power and might. But our power is not as mice. It's looking like they produce sameness. And we're supposed to be a moment of separation, you know, so I could be like, and God. <laughs> Each man threw down his staffs and they all turned into snakes. But then Aaron's staff swallowed their staffs. Hold up. I knew you would do it, God. I knew you would do it. I knew you would do it. They threw out they sticks. My stick was already a snake. They sticks turned to snakes. I was like, whoa. But then my snake ate they snakes. Game over. Game over. My God, he reigns. He reigns. And I think it's time to head back home to the other side of the desert. Verse 13. Yet Pharaoh was stubborn as ever. He wouldn't listen to them. Just as God said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. God, you told me to go down here and pray for these people. I went down here. I prayed for these people. These people got healed. But um, one of them just called me up yesterday. They told me that they think it wasn't my prayer, it was the Advil. And I'm thinking they tried me. Trying to say my God can't heal, but my God is a healer. I don't think they're the people you want me to reach out to because they just got that. You know, you know, they just got that. They heathens. You know, they, they just don't understand the things of God. They're going to always think it's the Advil. They don't understand your presence. They don't understand your power. May I be released from this assignment, God. And y'all know, y'all know the word we drop on it. Y'all know the word we drop on it. You know, God, one planet. One water, and God gets the increase. I plant it. Somebody else going to have to water it. But I know God will eventually get the increase. 
Because them ones over there, they is beyond me. I mean, they seen it face to face, and they still don't believe you got the power. I think it's time to move on, God. And God's like, nah. Nah. We're going to take this to the next level. <laughs> Truth is, you're going to have to trust what's being said on the inside of you to stand firm as a hero. Regardless of what I see, regardless of what I think, none of that, none of that reinforces my belief that God has me here. What reinforces my belief that God wants me here is I hear his voice telling me to stay. I made my decision. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I know y'all believe Advil is a healer over there, but we good over here. As for me and my house, healing is a result of the blood of Jesus. I, I know y'all think that, that y'all are overflowing and, and abounding as a result of, of your wit and, and just, just thought and your intellect, but as for me and my house, favor produces what we have. I believe what you want to believe over there, but we good over here. My house serves the one and true living God. We've made our decision. We've made our decision. Next, we see is God starts to bring plagues upon Egypt. The first plague, he turned water into blood. You can find this in Exodus 7. I'm not going to read all of them for the sake of time. I know all my deep saints is like, go down them all. <laughs> I'm giving you the scriptures. But um, first plague in Exodus 7, he turned water into blood. Guess what Pharaoh said? No. Second plague, Exodus 8, verse 1, sent frogs all throughout the country. Guess what Pharaoh said? No, not letting them go. I want to jump here to Exodus 7 and verse 8 because something very interesting happens here. It says, Pharaoh called in to Moses. This is during the second plague, and, and he said, pray to God to get rid of these frogs. I'll release the people so that they can make their sacrifice and worship God. Moses said to Pharaoh, certainly set the time when you want the frogs out of here, away from your service and people and out of the house. You'll be rid of frogs except those in the Nile. Pharaoh says, make it tomorrow. Moses says, tomorrow it is. So you'll realize that there is no God like our God. I'm dropping the line, God. This is what we came here to do. The frogs will be gone. You and your houses and your service and your people, free of frogs. The only frogs left will be the ones in the Niles. Moses and Aaron left Pharaoh, and Moses prayed to the God about the frogs he had brought on Pharaoh. God responded to Moses' prayer. The frogs died off of the houses, courtyards, fields, all the free frogs. They piled the frogs in heaps. The country reeked of dead frogs. But when... 
Pharaoh saw that he had some breathing room. He got stubborn again and wouldn't listen to Moses and Aaron just as God has said. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you've been trying to minister to that person and you've been trying to reach out to him and, and you're just hearing and doing as God has told you to hear and do. And you like, man, man, breakthrough's almost here, God. Breakthrough's almost here, God. And then they get their tax return and they don't care nothing about anything else you got to say about God and how he can provide and how faithfulness endures forever. Because they like, look, bruh, catch me during the next drought. But I feel a little breathing room. Pastor Brian Real talked it too much. Let me tell you something. That's the truth. <laughs> I feel a little breathing now, you know. I mean, God, like, we, I felt like we was there that time. I felt like, like, like that was going to be the time in which, you know, I, I said the line, he came, and he was like, no, I want this frogs to be gone. But no. Turned stubborn once again. Third plague, Exodus 8. 16 gnats gnats were sent throughout all of the land but still pharaoh said what no we'll jump in here at exodus 8 and 16 god said to moses tell aaron to take your staff and strike the dust the dust will turn into gnats all over egypt he did it Aaron grabbed his staff and struck the dust of the earth. It turned into gnats. Gnats all over people and animals. All the dust of the earth turned into gnats. Gnats everywhere in Egypt. Verse 18, verse 18, the magicians tried to produce gnats with their incantations, but this time they couldn't do it. There were gnats everywhere, all over the people and the animals. The magician said to Pharaoh, bruh, this is God's doing. But Pharaoh was stubborn and wouldn't listen, just as God said. Truth is, duplicates and imitations can only last so long. But God has empowered you with strength and patience to endure. What's so powerful about that third plague is the first two times they could keep up. The first two times the magicians with their incantations could keep up. They could duplicate what was happening. But on that third time, it broke. And the separation began to occur. Not on the first time, not on the second time, but on the third time. Why are you saying this, Pastor Brian? Because we have to have a resolve. We have to have an understanding that we have a commitment to what God has called us to. And we may not see signs and we may not see things change as soon as it comes out our mouth. We may not see things change the second time we go and say it, the third time we go and say it, but it will never change what we committed ourselves to doing, which is just hearing and doing, hearing and doing, hearing and doing. Man, I got blinders to the rest of this stuff. I got blinders to, to, to what I believe should be taking place at this stage. I have blinders to what I believe should be happening at this phase. I have blinders to what I believe the next step should be. Because all I do is hear and do. And although it seems like I'm wasting a whole lot of time right now, God, I believe that you're orchestrating this process. 
you're orchestrating this thing. I don't need to see nothing. 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 There's going to be some reactions and there's going to be some outcomes. But my commitment is obedience. I just hear and I do. 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 So now Pharaoh's homeboys, they done filed out the game. Fourth play, Exodus 8 and 20. Flies everywhere, flies everywhere. Pharaoh still says, no. Exodus 9 and 1, the livestock are killed. But Pharaoh still says, sixth plague, boils all over the place. Pharaoh still says, eighth plague. Y'all getting tired of the plagues. Ain't y'all getting tired of plagues? I'm getting tired of seeing the plagues. Eighth plague, locusts throughout the land. But Pharaoh still says no. Ninth plague, darkness. Darkness everywhere. But Pharaoh still says no. Then the tenth plague, the death of the firstborns. In Exodus 11, what's also different about that one is when that plague took place, Pharaoh actually sent for Moses. This time he didn't have to go. He went looking for him. He said, look, man, I don't know what this thing is, but I know. It's the one and true and living God. You and your people, y'all can go. Y'all can go. Pastor Brian, why are we talking about this today? Because the truth is, many of our journeys, that's what they look like. Time after time, Hearing and doing as God is instructing us to do, but not always seeing what he said was going to happen. But we go, we go again, we keep going, we return again, we keep going, and we go back again, we keep returning, and we return again, simply because we refuse to change our stance of, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I understand I've been praying about this for a long time. I understand I've been believing for this for a long time. I understand that y'all all have been watching this go on, me go back and forward, 
back and forth from Pharaoh getting no after no after no after no after no, but it will not change my resolve concerning where I stand and how things get done. And I know y'all looking at me real strange right now because I've been telling you guys about the thing God said he was going to do with my life for one year. It's been two years. It's been three years. It's been four years. It's going on 10 years. And I wish I had something new to say. But all I have is the same thing he's been telling me. But I refuse to allow myself to change off of what he said. I just hear and I do. I just hear and I do. But man, you sure that you have the healing power of God living on the inside of you? You've been sick for a mighty long time. Look, man. 2018, I would have tried to explain this to you. In 2018, I would have tried to explain to you why I'm still standing on the thing that I'm standing on. In 2018, I would have tried to convince you that it's God and God's going to do it. In 2018, I would have tried to write a paper about how all this is working together for my good. But in 2019... All I got for you, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. And I don't care if it takes another three years. I don't care if it takes another four years. I don't care if it takes another five years. I don't care if I don't see a resemblance of anything God has said for the next 10 years. One thing you'll never be able to call me. It's not faithful to what God's called me to do. You can call me crazy. You can call me a holy roller. You can think I've lost my mind. You can think I don't, I don't have any idea about how things really work in the real world. You can tell me that I'm, I'm just hearing things and allowing it to, to confuse my mind concerning, concerning life. And they just over at that church hypnotizing me into doing things. You can say all of that and call me whatever you want to call me. But you'll never, ever say I wasn't faithful. To the end. Oh no, I'm not moving. Oh no, I'm not adjusting. I understand it was a new year from 2018 to 2019, and many people stood up with their whole New Year's resolution. And I know when I said the same resolution I had last year, many of y'all looked at me like, man, is that man ever going to improve his life? Guess what? I'm still standing. I can only hear and I can only do. That's what he's spoken. So that's what I got to say. I tried that process of trying to work in things that will make it sound beautiful to your ears. I tried that process of trying to work in things that will make what I'm doing make sense. 
But the only way that it will ever make sense is if you join this same family that I'm a part of. So choose this day. But as for me and my house, we will serve the I want to give you guys some things. These are things you want to keep with you. These are things that we have to hold with us to keep our resolve, to keep our foundation, to keep our commitment to how we do and how we live this life we're called to. The truth is faithfulness, patience, and endurance aren't attributes of starting, but finishing. Truth is favorable outcomes don't require favorable conditions. Man, look at most, these weren't favorable conditions, but these were a favorable outcome. Truth is, we have to dismiss, dismiss the thought of positive reactions are a sign to determine God's involvement. It may never look like it's progressive until it's finished. But one thing I promised you, I'm going to be standing to see it finished. I'm going to be standing to see it finish. Man, I think about that like Moses knew going in that the answer was going to be no. But yet he still went because he had a commitment, a resolve to I just hear and I do, although I already know the answer on the other side is going to be no. That's the type of commitment, the type of resolve God wants us to have concerning the things he shares with us. Yeah, God, I'm going in there this year. Then I'm going to go back. Then I'm going to go back again. 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 I'm going to go back again, back again, back again, back again until breakthrough concerning this arrives. But what I won't do is walk away from what you told me to be faithful to. Amen. Truth is, in order to survive the no, you have to focus on the value of the process. I know there's value in this process. I know there's value in this process. I, I may not understand the value as I'm walking it out because honestly, I just wanted a yes. God, I understand. I look stupid still applying for that same job they keep saying no to. But you keep telling me to keep applying. 
you keep telling me to keep sending in resumes and, and keep asking them when they're going to have an opening and keep asking them when are they going to have an availability. And they told me long time ago that they ain't never going to have an availability for me. But you keep telling me to apply. So I'm going to apply. And I'm going to keep applying. 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 Because this is a life of faith, not a life of sight. I just hear and I do. I just hear and I do. Truth is, heroes see initial rejection as evidence they're pushing the limits. Boy, that's just evidence I'm pushing the limits. Oh, man, I just, I came here to say something. God sent me here to change something. I understand, Pharaoh, I'm pushing the limits by asking you to free all of your slaves. I mean, just think of how bold the request was. Look, Pharaoh, um, I'm just here. I really would like to make this quick, but God already told me you're going to make this long. But just know I'm not going to quit. So understand this. You need to let God's people go. No, Moses, I'm not going to let God's people go. I understand your response. I'm pushing the limits. Moses, what do you want me to do for workers once I free all my slaves? Not my problem. So what do you want me to do? After, you know, you do what God's telling you to do. Look, I just hear and I do. And I'm wanting you to subscribe to the same thing. The master is my plan. You guys can stand to your feet. What are you saying, Pastor Brian? In Philippians 2 and 5, it lets us know to let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but look what it says in verse 7. But made himself of no reputation. He made himself of no reputation. He said, I'm not here so that you can define who I am by what I do. I'm not here to live up to the expectations that you may have of what I should be doing. I'm not here to live out the opinions of what you think I should be doing. I'm here as a child of the living God, as a son of the living God, as a daughter of the living God, to deposit what he wants to do here. I just hear and I do. I just hear and I do. Well, man, what are we going to title you? What are we going to call you? Just call me a follower. I don't know. I just hear and I do, man. I'm not here so that you can see me as something. I'm not here so that you can replace something that, 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 that is here. I'm just here 
to do as God has said. And to be honest with you, it's not even going to hurt my feelings what you do with it. But if God calls me to come back next week, understand, I'll be right here knocking. And even if you don't answer the door and let me in because you saw me coming, just understand next week I'll be back again right here knocking. And even if you decide to call the police and alert them that I will be at your doorstep at 3.30 knocking, I'll buy a drone <laughs> and have it drop a message that I was thinking about coming by and knocking. The most amazing thing about it is upon Moses' first trip, when the snakes were wrestling, but his snake won, upon leaving that confrontation, the very people he went to go free got upset and mad at him. Because Pharaoh decided as a result of him coming to, to challenge what I have going on, I'm going to work, make their work so much harder than what it already is. I used to provide the straw for the bricks that they were using to build. But they're going to have to go get their own straw now because you decided to speak up on their behalf. Why are you saying this, Pastor Brian? Because a lot of times that's the first thing that normally happens to a lot of us when we show up to how to help people that God's called us to, man, they don't even see us as the help anymore. Immediately seeds of, 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 of who we are trying to be start to get disrupted. But we don't quit at that stage. We just keep hearing and we just keep doing. Man, I just feel in my spirit, some of you guys have tried to have conversations and it's like you start hearing what they said that you said, and you like, that's not even close to what I was saying. You're repeating things that I'm pretty sure aren't words that I even know how to define. And I see it all on you. The glory of God is starting to rise. So no, I'm not giving up. No, I'm not fainting. And no, I'm not quitting. Understand, I just hear and I do. It's what I know how to do. It's how I live. Lord God, we just thank you for this time. And I just thank you for this opportunity to share your word with your people. Lord God, I pray that it was a blessing to their lives. Lord God, I pray that the word was sown into good ground. And Lord God, I pray that they have a resolve concerning the things that you have called them to. They have a resolve concerning the things that you place in their heart to do. And from this day forward, they are no longer looking for any external signs as evidence that you are involved. But they know you are involved because they hear your voice in the midst of it all. They understand that you are leading and guiding them on what to do and what to say. And they don't have to have a perfectly executed game plan on what to do. They just have to know and receive 
It's because you'll be with them. Oh, yeah. He'll be with you. It's how he wants it to be. It's how he's designed it to be. A relationship of of just hearing his voice and responding with full confidence. Not in what you see, but confidence in what you've heard. That he is faithful to produce what he said is going to be produced. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.